I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is your main event, Mark's Bonus Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who loves to play the game. I am Troy, and with me as always is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Triple H to my X-Pac. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? So, I had nothing witty ready. You just spit into your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I want the spit. Oh, good lord! <laughs> uh, how did I miss that one? Uh, but yeah, man, today we're talking about uh, we're we're doing another timepiece. I actually love doing these. Uh, they're great fun, and they usually get us some some good numbers. So. I'm looking forward to doing this one again. It is Triple H returning from a major injury, tearing his quad, coming back. Right at after missing the entire time. awesome invasion. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, man, the dumb luck. Ah. <laughs> Although, I will say for him, it probably did suck because he's like, damn it, I can't go in and bury them guys now. Gonna have to wait until later and bring him back for a one off for a one off appearance or something. Damn it! But <laughs> I don't know. Either way, uh, he did end up taking on Booker T at uh, was it was it Mania nineteen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now in the so, archives, right? I think. Uh, no, we haven't covered that one yet. That is coming up though. We're covering that this year. How we not cover that? Holy crap! <laughs> I know it's I know it's your favorite mania, so uh, I definitely wanted to get it on the docket for this year. I I actually love that mania too. It was a I get it on the docket. What? I'm not into that kinky stuff, dude. What the hell? <laughs> uh, it was a it was a four year stretch. Uh, I I don't. It might have been five years. I don't remember WrestleMania 21 too much off the top of my head, but uh, I know WrestleMania 17 to 20, in my opinion, were bangers. Uh, especially 17 to 19. Those were 21 and 22 were great too. I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, I re- I remember I liked them. It just, 
it's been a while. Twenty three was just okay. Yeah. Oh, that was the one with the Battle of the Billionaires, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I remember some things. Not not a lot, but some things. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one he's gonna be out from he gets he's injured. Yeah, right after WrestleMania. And he's out until right before the next WrestleMania. So at least he didn't miss those paydays, though, because he actually had he had a really good match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 17, now in the archives. And then he would go on to take on Chris Jericho, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, at WrestleMania 18. So some good times for Triple H here. And it's kind of ironic when you think about it. You call Jericho a downgrade kind of technically. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, it was like he, he talked about or, uh, Chris Jericho talked about this. He's like, look, I, I was the last match on that card with Triple H, but we were not the main event. So, I mean, it's true. They they had to go after um, uh, uh, Rock and Hogan. So, by the way, that is now in the archives as well. So it was it was a it was a good mania. I liked it. It was in uh, in Toronto, one of the only manias to to take place outside of the United States. So that was that was cool. He likes the he likes to cry about his spot in this mania a lot. You know that Jericho. Yeah. Well, what was the other one that he was complaining about? I'm blanking. Him and Owens being the second match. Oh God. I, I okay. It was a big build up feud, but I mean, it's not like there were you know the stuff that went after it was like crap you know i don't know and in my opinion that match wasn't all that good it was okay i it, it wasn't crap but i, I just, just, just find it kind of ironic if you think about he's crapping on anybody that's ever had the second match in wrestlemania yeah right in a technically way technicality i i always liked the mentality of i can't remember if it was bruce pritchard or uh uh jim ross that was talking about Eddie Guerrero is complaining that they put him like as the opening match or the second match on the card or something. And whoever it was told him, it's like, well, you know what that means? It means that you get to go out there before anybody sees anybody else and you get to tear it up and make everybody follow you. And Eddie was like, all right. And he took that as a challenge and he went out there and tore the house down. So Johnny V bad WCW spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I, when I think of tearing the house down, I think Johnny B bad. It was always the opening match, remember? Like yes, any of it ever. Yep. Especially if anybody goes back, 1995, I think he only missed a couple of pay-per-views at most of being the opening match. So, and they were all pretty good. I'm not going to crap on him. Uh, it, it was pretty, pretty decent matches he had, but still, like, he's the perennial opener with various opponents. But... Either way, this one today, man, it was a it was a big time in wrestling. We're going to talk about kind of the recovery of Triple H. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the injury and uh, everything going on involving Triple H and uh, the company as a whole throughout the year 2001 and into yeah, early 2002. The same thing right now with Cody and the whole potential sale and everything. Yeah. Oh, writes itself again. Yeah, he's uh he's missing some stuff, man. And it's funny he got. I mean, obviously it was a torn pec, but Triple H suffered that same injury in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so it looked damn similar too. If you look at the the bruising, it's like ooh. But 
either way. Uh, we'll we'll get into all that after our first break, but we're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word for 15% off your order. Now we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we're going to dive into May of 2001 when Triple H actually got injured. I was there. Oh, that's right. I forgot you told me you were at that one. Yeah. Uh, So we'll get some firsthand accounts from you as much as you can remember and uh, talk about the news surrounding that. Right after this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store Slash main event marks. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore, take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. Also, if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politics free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? 
Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. You got a can crack today? Um, yeah. Here we go. Almost <laughs> forgot. How dare you? Holy hell! What the <laughs> I put it. I put it too close to the mic. I think I might have got some fizz oh, on man. it. We're gonna have to pause again so you can clean up. <laughs> no, I got like a little. Um, I'm kind of uh, a little germaphobic, so I have these damn wipes everywhere. Oh, Sanitary nice. wipes. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that sounded like you were cocking a gun in the background. Like, <laughs> damn. I just put it too close to the mic. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm ready for this show. <laughs> but if you say what? <laughs> I already cracked mine. I'm drinking that red thunder from Aldi, the uh, Red Bull knockoff. Hey, Aldi, give us I, sponsorship. I have a guru sugar free organic energy drink. You and your damn energy for uh, the sugar free energy drinks. I ain't drinking sugar. Screw that. Yeah, hey, hey, I, uh, I I can say whatever I want about it, but it's a healthier choice, and uh, uh, you're going to be a lot less inflamed than I am, so there you go. <laughs> Either way, getting into this, during the main event of May 21st, 2001's episode of Raw is War, Triple H suffered a legitimate and career-threatening injury. He and Stone Cold Steve Austin, the two-man power trip, were defending the WWF Tag Team Championships against... Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. At one point, Jericho had Austin trapped in the walls of Jericho, and Triple H ran in to break it up. But just as he did, he suffered a tear in his left quadricep muscle. The worst Cause... way to get injured I've ever seen in my life. It's so lame. I was like, really? Like, it doesn't look like anything. He just collapses. Sure as hell couldn't tell when you were there. Let me tell you that. Well, you remember uh, when Nash was just walking to make a tag and yep. dropped? Like, damn, that was the official bullet in the head of the uh, NWO angle. But this one, man. But yeah, apparently he tore the left quadricep muscle, causing it to come completely off the bone. Yuck. I, I can't even imagine that pain, man. And despite his inability to place any weight on his leg, Triple H was able to compete in, or complete the match. He even allowed Chris Jericho to put him in the walls of Jericho. Father on the damn announce table, too. Yeah, I would have been like, screw that. <laughs> I can say whatever I want about Triple H. I can never say that he is not tough. Damn, man. About that. I remember seeing it happen, and he's like getting carried out at the end. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Like I'm being sure. there, like nothing really happened, right? Because he still wrestled. Like the match didn't just stop. Yeah. Well, that's that's nuts, because, I, I mean, I've seen guys, like, gut it out before or whatever, but something like that, it's like, how do you? 
that just uh that's a lot man i i can't imagine gutting through that it, uh. but good for, i mean good for him that he was able to finish it out uh and then you got people like sin cara who's like oh i stubbed my finger stop the match do you remember <laughs> that or alberto Del i remember Rose. hearing about it yeah where he said he stubbed his finger or whatever and he's like oh we need to stop the match and alberto's like are you serious and he like kicked him in the head Finger. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll give you a finger. Good lord. Oh! What? My finger was in there. Ron crushed my finger. I think it might be broken. Are you a female bird? <sighs> anyway, but Uncle Dave Meltzer referred to that match actually as a match of the year caliber. Uh, I don't remember seeing the match. I mean, did you... I assume you thought it was good. Well, look who's in it. Oh, yeah. There are four, like, Hall of Famers right there. Well, Benoit, not for obvious reasons, but you know what I mean. Triple H will probably have two, so it's fine. Yeah, right. He was out. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what that's what Dave Meltzer had to say, but he also says that it was a performance that launched Chris Jericho into the uh, the big leagues as a ma- main event star, which is pretty good timing considering another main eventer, Triple H, just went down with a major injury in that same match. Yeah. You have to wonder if all the stuff Jericho did during the invasion was going to be Triple H's. Right. Triple H would have um, been WCW champion in the invasion. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, they continue on kind of talk about this. We'll, we'll cover that here in a second, but... Uh, Uncle Dave reports that Triple H suffered a full tear of his quad in the final moments of the match, and he will be undergoing surgery this week. Triple H is expected to be out for months, probably until October or November. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> ah, but and now uh, there's a lot of pressure on Steve Austin to carry the company. That's pretty bad timing, considering he's a heel right now, and his heel turn has been disastrous for business. Uh, Triple H gutted out the match, finishing the last few spots, and basically saved the match on one leg, in case anyone ever doubted that he's a, tum- uh, that he's a tough MF-er. Uh, the long-term plan had been for Triple H to turn babyface and feud with Austin for a match at SummerSlam, but that's obviously out the window now. Yeah, I would have been there too. That would have been great. Right? That would such so weird and like the exact I mean, it's great. But it's the exact opposite of what you would oh, expect. Okay, so so if they went with that, then that means Jerk uh Triple H should have did everything Angle did during the invasion. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah, now that you mention it. So would he have been the one that like uh he was the he went over to the WCW side, but turns out he was a plant. And he was actually there to sabotage him. That'd have been cool. That's nuts to think about. Like, what the he- where the hell he would have fit in with all that? But the it's always ter- one of my favorite one. What ifs in wrestling? Like, what would he yeah, have done? Yeah, right. I mean, there was a whole crop of new people for him to go go against there, and you were gonna say go over. <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> I mean, that's a, a given. <laughs> well, that's a given, but either way. 
The uh, the terror required an operation, which was performed by orthopedic surgeon Dr. James Andrews. This injury brought an abrupt end to the McMahon-Helmsley era. So, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, by the way. Me and a mutual friend, we were watching Raw, and um, Cody's in Alabama, and they're showing him getting to surgery and all that. Some random doctor, and we're both like, where the hell's James Andrews? Who the hell are you? <laughs> uh, probably took his millions of dollars and retired. Not <laughs> roll tight enough to be doing surgery. Good Lord. Uh, but uh, either way, uh, so this obviously brought an end to the McMahon-Helmsley era as the rigorous rehabilitation process kept Triple H out of action. And then the next week on Raw, WWF showed footage of Triple H having surgery. In the video package, the doctor said that he expected Triple H to be back in about four months, to which uh, I, I got to queue up again. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, but others are saying that the injury was way worse than the video leads fans to believe. It's thought that it could be as late as November before he's back. Uh, longer than that, even. But either way, uh, Triple H is spending the next four weeks in Birmingham, Alabama to rehab his torn quad. Yeah, roll tide. Hell yeah. Uncle Dave says to uh, say whatever you want about Triple H, but the guy is dedicated to the business 24-7, and his success is earned. Wrestling is a business where the smart prosper, and Triple H is, a sm- is as smart as they come and works just as hard. He I wonder why up- Dave never prospers. <laughs> wow. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, did uh, did, a, did a check clear or something, Dave? Because, uh, like, he's opening open mouth. Uh, but he ended up. Well, Dave spending... lives in San Jose, and the injury happened in San Jose, so he's got to praise it. Yeah, praise Lord. the victim. I mean. Yeah, right. Uh, but he ended up spending way more than four weeks there. He pretty much moved to Birmingham and lived there for the rest of 2001 to do his rehab. I get why he did it, but I just can't imagine picking up and moving to effing Alabama for almost a year. I didn't say it. Hey, I don't think we have any listeners in Alabama. Uh, if we do, I mean, yeah, send me send me your hate tweets and. I, I believe know. our buddy Kyle was from Alabama at the time. Oh, from uh, from here in Puckburg. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I can't remember. Didn't he move to P? Yeah, he moved to Pennsylvania, I think. So, uh, and another state that I hate. How about <laughs> that? For the record, I don't dislike Alabama. All right, it's it's just easy to crack on. So, oh yeah, TJ loves the Crimson Tide. Oh f that! But are the Steelers? No. I I will say that we have some consistent listeners from up in Michigan. So screw all your teams. Yeah, go blue. Apparently, Greg saying that crappy crap every effing week is uh, bringing some people in. Heaven knows why, but. Whatever. Either way. <laughs> uh, so, thank you all for listening, by the way. Uh, you know, so, whatever. Uh, this one is not necessary. I mean, it's about Triple H, but, uh, good lord. Oh, Just, man. The segue yeah. alone gets me. Yeah, right. Well, either way, uh, China had left the WWF less than a month after Triple H went down with his injury. She and Triple H had been broken up for a while, and Triple H was dating Stephanie McMahon. Despite rumors, Bruce Pritchard and others have said that China quit 
uh, quit the company on her own accord and was not fired or forced out. Pritchard and other WWF officials also say that her positioning on the card, good or bad, had nothing to do with Triple H. China actually publicly stated that she had not spoken to Triple H after their breakup until years later when she came to pick up Sean Waltman to take him to rehab. I'm sure that wasn't an awkward encounter at all. And knowing what we know about China now, maybe she should have checked herself into rehab uh, along with Sean. I I wish I wish we could. Well, I say that because it's like I wish she was a a success story like like Sean Waltman ended up being because, I mean, he seemed to have pulled the nose up and he seems to be doing well and keeping clean now. I, I wish we could have said the same thing about her. But unfortunately, it looks like that just never happened. And, and it, it, it sucks because, you know, just from a human aspect, but also it's like, you know, I, she was a part of my childhood growing up watching the Attitude Era and everything. So it blows. But either way. Speaking of which, in a tabloid interview in The Star with China, she talked oh, about God. she <laughs> talked about her reasons for leaving WWF and the Triple H Stephanie affair. In regards to the affair, she said that she was suspicious that Triple H was cheating on her with Stephanie and said that they admitted it when she confronted them. China said that she was heartbroken and had hoped to marry uh, Triple H someday, but despite all of that, she says that it was unrelated to her leaving WWF, saying that she left because she couldn't agree on money terms in her recent contract negotiations. So Jim Ross on his podcast, Grill and JR, said that China wanted to be paid just as much as the male main eventers. And there was no way that the WWF could justify that. So she drew a line in the sand. They said no, and she left. But China went on various interviews for the rest of the year for TV, radio, newspapers, magazines, and the internet talking about Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Remember when she went to Impact? <sighs> yeah. There for a minute, I was like, is this going to be her return? Is she going to do something? Nope. She got fired for uh, lying about doing porn. So there's that. God. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not covering it here because I just didn't want to get into it. But there there were stories of she went on Howard Stern talking about Triple H and Stephanie and dropped some rumors that were. It's already a bad story. Gross. Yeah. Well, she dropped some rumors regarding uh, some things they would allegedly do in the bedroom. And uh, then Triple H went on and talked about some stuff and. Uh, you know, you know, the Howard Stern crew, so progressive and, and uh, you know, awesome that, you know, they made a bunch of gay jokes because, you know, haha, China looks like a man. Get it? Yeah, I was like, really? Yeah, ironically, you tried to compare her to Nicole Bass at one time, who was famous from the Howard Stern show. Yeah. Oh, well, that was the joke. Oh, hey, check this woman out. She's kind of manly, right? Her, her, that's a joke. Like, good Lord. Like, you're grown adult men. <laughs> sure, we'll say they're grown adults. Yeah, well, uh, in age, we'll say. <sighs> but either way, moving away from that crap, thankfully. Triple H has been backstage at the TV tapings for the last few weeks, helping with bookings of the show. 
He was told by doctors that all of his extra travel was putting him behind schedule on his rehab time and to stop flying to every TV taping if he wants to make a full recovery. Triple H has decided to listen to the doctors and won't be going to the shows as much. Bruce Pritchard mentioned that he that uh, even before Triple H started dating Stephanie McMahon, he would sit in on creative meetings at times, uh, wanting to work more behind the scenes. So I guess Dedication. he wasn't right. And I guess he wasn't even technically a part of the creative team. He just wanted to sit in and learn and stuff like that. And obviously it paid off. You know, what's funny is like, it's like he took that gamble. It's like, should I date the boss's daughter? Is this going to work out well for me? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Have it, you seen her? <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, that, you know, it paid off, man. Relationships can go off the rails at random times. And uh, it's like, ah, man. If, can you imagine if that went south? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think he would have been in WWE much longer. No, he might be all elite right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. uh, Paul the Hammer Levesque is all elite. Good I can Lord. see it. I can see it now, man. <sighs> but anyway, but no. And say we get a we get a pretender that smashes up a, a throne with with a sledgehammer. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. He claimed it was all a joke or just in good humor. <laughs> it's uh, nothing personal, Triple H, right? Uh, please hire me back. I do like the fact that the moment he got brought back, he puts the damn picture on Twitter and Instagram of the throwing in his home with his kids yeah. sitting on it. Like, see, I still have it. I didn't break it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all in good fun, Triple H, I promise. Uh, please hire me back. They're booing me. They're booing me. I can't stand it. <laughs> Ah, man, I like his his excuse for that when people are like, so, uh, I mean, you're getting booed as a baby face in AEW, you know, what was that like? And he's like, oh, I was a heel. I'm like, sure. <sighs> Whatever. He just needed to go back to WWE. It's. It wasn't it wasn't working out, man. It's like WWE, you go there, you're going to be you gonna be a top guy. It's all good. All right. They'll they'll appreciate you. And so far, so good. Uh, you, you ready for him to come back and win the, the, the Royal Rumble, man? I was then. I am now. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, as of the dropping of this, it is next Saturday, everybody. So check I'll that out. There. Hell, yeah. Tell me. Uh, you'll, you'll have to tell me what it's like on the ground down there. If, uh, have have you, you been to Texas, right? Or no? Yeah, I went to WrestleMania last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we've gone to uh, Texas twice right. in ten months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arlington is like what middle of Texas, something like that. Yeah. And, and then San Antonio and, is far east, I believe. Oh, is it East Texas? Oh, okay. I believe so. All right. Yeah. So uh, culture might be a little different, uh, kind of deserty. I believe you're going to check out the Alamo. Our, my hotel's right in front of it. Hell yeah. Well, that'll help you remember it. No, that one fell flat. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I thought you were making an old joke. Oh, no. That, cause <laughs> they always say, remember the Alamo. <laughs> like, we you remember that you remember. of Practical Jokers when they were in San Antonio filming? And one of the challenges they had to tell the old dude, you definitely remember the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, And the guy's uh, like, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> prove it. 
All right. Uh, so this next one's sad, but uh, oddly enough, it involves oh, Triple H at the very end here. Most of this has been happy. Oh, well, of course. But this one involves a death, so it's it's extra sad. But uh, and Texas. But a Terry Gordy memorial show was held in August and featured Michael Hayes coming out of retirement to wrestle. They opened the show by playing Freebird and a 10-bell salute. So that probably went on for 10 minutes. Uh, Gordy was booked to work this show before he passed, and Hayes filled in for him. Hayes teamed with Terry Gordy's son, Ray Gordy, later known to WWE fans as Jesse from Jesse and Festus. Or, I I was going to say, and I'll leave it to you. What else was he? (laughs) Slapmaster J, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I mean, cornrows <laughs> tight. <laughs> when I think of the son of Terry Gordy, I think uh, white, rapper. white rapper. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know, same thing with when I think of the son of uh, uh, Bill. Hell was his name. Now I'm thinking. You remember? You remember the one from PG thirteen? Was it Bill Irwin? Dundee. Bill Dundee. That was it. Yeah, I was trying to think. It was some. <laughs> Some damn Australian name. When I think of the son of Bill Dundee, I think of a uh, white rapper as well. So, you know, and the nation of domination. Speaking of white rapper, one, another one's son is currently a wrestler in NXT. B squared. Uh, oh, yeah. God, I forgot about that stupid ass gimmick. In, uh, well, I, I say it's stupid ass gimmick, but honestly, what gimmick did Bill Buchanan have that was not stupid as hell? I think right to censor was his least stupid gimmick. But either way, uh, this team took on Tony Anthony, who some may know as T.L. Hopper, and Ken Wayne. Because of Hayes' involvement, the uh, WWE actually plugged the hype Air and hyped the show on their website and on Shotgun Saturday Night. By the way, I, I messed up. This was not in Texas. I'll correct that here in a second. But the big surprise for all those in attendance uh, was Hayes introducing a special friend at the end of the show, Triple H. He lived in Birmingham during his rehab, so he and Stephanie McMahon were backstage at the show. Needless to say, everyone in, in the crowd lost it when his music hit. And he did it. He came out, did his water spit, and cut a promo on the stage for the crowd. That's pretty cool. Memorializing Terry Gordy and coming out. And can you imagine just getting a ticket to a you know a decent sized indie show, and then boom, Triple H appears. Like that's more bang for your buck. That happened a couple times when he um, infamous of uh, NXT. Yeah, he appeared at Progress quite a few times. Yeah, that's. Those fans, I, I think I saw footage of that where the fans is like effing lost it and they treated him like it, like Jesus just returned or something. It was in the, it was in uh, England, so it'd be like if Princess Di was resurrected. Mother of God, the Queen is here. She would be the Queen right now, ironically. Yeah, right. Her and old Big Nose McGee. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I insult their uh, their quote unquote king? Oh, my bad. Uh, I better cut that out of the podcast in case I ever plan on vacationing over there. They might be waiting on my ass. I didn't say it. <sighs> I do hope to go there someday, but either way. I looked up prices just for fun for money in the bank, and the damn flight is oh, over a thousand bucks. Yeah, and and it's long as hell. That's, that's you know what's funny? Thing. In order to get there from where I am, you got to get on the plane in San Francisco, 
do a one hour layover in Calgary, dramatic pause, Alberta, Canada, and then right over to London. Yeah, I, well, I was looking at uh, I wanted to do a European vacation, go to like England and maybe like Rome and the connecting flights were just stupid. They were just in like you're in Ohio. Have, Why is there a connecting flight? Well, because I would have to fly over there and like land in like Finland and then get on another flight. And it's like, what? I think here uh, here in America, because like Ohio has like no major hubs or anything. So I may have had to fly from like columbus to uh or cincinnati to uh like atlanta or something connect on a flight and then fly to finland and then fly from there to rome and it's like like finland is like a stone's throw away like europe is tiny it's like driving from ohio to to kentucky it's like it's right there dude why do i need to connect (sighs) whatever kind of just undid your whole argument why connect just just go fly wherever and then Drive to where you want to go. Uh, I I would, but I don't know how to drive over in England. I don't know what the hell their driving laws are over there. And I don't know if I need a if I would get on a train. Yeah, if they have. I I don't know what their public transit system is like. If they if they believe there's a train that goes through Europe, I'm pretty sure. That'd be cool. Uh, Then I could just book it myself. Wouldn't have to fly or anything. So it's kind of funny because I I thought the same thing when I was in New York. You could literally take a train from uh, like Manhattan to Jersey. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, did, well, the first time you went, didn't you drive like from Jersey? You did New drive. York? Yeah. yeah, and you didn't, and you didn't have to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and when you and I went, that's when I uh, learned that the train goes everywhere like that. Yeah, we never did go to Jersey. I wanted to see. Uh, where the comic book men that that uh, shop that's there? That's out there. We had to drive to that. Yeah, I think that's why he, when you told me that, I was like, ah, screw it then. But either way, uh, this will be the last story I'm covering before we uh, take our next break. But WrestleMania 18 is officially, or excuse me, has finally officially announced uh, itself for the Sky Dome in Toronto at a press conference there in early September. In there too. They held a big press conference with local politicians and WWF stars. WrestleMania 18 in Toronto has been known for a long time, and Toronto Mayor Mel Lastman has caught a lot of flack in the media for working an angle about the whole thing. (laughs) I like how they're referring to a politician working an angle. Uh, That's funny. But prior to this, Lastman had worked hard to bring the Olympics to Toronto, but failed, which earned him a lot of criticism. So, in an effort to work the local media, Lastman then publicly began pursuing WrestleMania and pretended that he was still competing with other cities and that he was working to finalize the deal. But then, pretending there there is a bid for it. Well, apparently not at this time because, uh, well, it continues. It says, but then the local media learned that the WWF deal had already been finalized a long time ago. And the mayor was just trying to get some good publicity for himself by pretending that he was fighting for something he had already locked down. In reality, the WWF was offered a great deal on the Sky Dome, and Mayor Lastman really didn't even have much to do with the decision at the press co- Wait, hold on a second. You mean to tell me a politician is taking credit for something he didn't do? <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Not in this country. That doesn't happen. 
Not in this country. Not not in any country. Like that, that never happens. Pol- politicians are always on the up and up. They they never lie to their constituents. Well, you can't. That's why they vote for you. Yeah, right. That's uh, like putting untrue stuff on the internet. Yeah, just it can't happen. But at the press conference, Lastman was greeted with some cheers, but a lot of booze as well. Well, he's a politician, so there you go. Uh, Triple H was at the press conference and took his shirt off at one point. Uncle Dave says he looks freakishly huge. Edge. It was Dave. He needs to comment on people's bodies at all times. Oh, yeah. Whether you're a woman and you're, you know, putting on weight, or if you're a guy and you're clearly That's on still steroids. one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, comics, they don't look that good anymore. Yeah. That one yeah, one's always going to live. The only weight those two have put on is when they had their <clears throat> enhancements. Other than that... Who was complaining about that? Uh, well, Dave, of course. So, I, I assume. I don't know. But, well, I was going to say, he went after Sable, like, every single week in the Wrestling Observer for her enhancements. So, I'm assuming he didn't like them. Let me know if he says anything about, um, uh, this girl, what's that girl's name? Uh, She returned last night, as of this recording. Uh, (sighs) It looks like Barbie. uh, Literally. Tiffany Stratton. Oh. She came Uh, back, and she was huge. Not like yeah, physically, yeah, yeah. just part of it was huge. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, oh, that's the okay. Her, I, I remember her. Yeah, I suspected there for a while that uh, you know she was having some work done, but uh, wasn't what uh, wasn't sure. But I mean, again, not complaining, you know, and do what you want, but <laughs> that kind of. That kind of confirms it. You can only jack them up so far, man. <laughs> but either way, uh, we're going to take our next break. It's like being mad God for not giving you a good enough gift. <laughs> right. But we're going to take our next break. Uh, on the other end of this, we're going to dive back into all the stuff surrounding Triple H and his injury coming back to the WWF right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. So getting back into this here, Triple H did an interview with FHM magazine. Not sure what that is. Uh, and talked about the criticism that WWF received for continuing the show on the night Owen Hart died. Triple H said that the criticism pissed him off because Owen was his friend and that Owen would have wanted the show to go on. Uncle Dave wrote, quote, yeah, how dare those people like Owen's wife and family members question that decision? (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. That'll be talked about until the end of time. That and the uh, Montreal Screwjob. This one, I think, has gotten more play recently, too, because people have been talking about the DeMar Hanlon situation in the NFL, where they canceled the game, well, postponed the game, excuse me, uh, after his injury. And he didn't actually die. Looks like he's going to make a full recovery, luckily. Uh, Yeah, by grace of God. Yeah, right. And that, uh, you know, they they postponed that when, when that happened, but... People brought up, they're like, well, if Vince McMahon ran the NFL, they'd keep the game going and force him to go back out there. It's like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like, the, I, I can see the, the, the call to end it. I, I really do. But I can also see it's like, I don't know, keep it going. I, I really do. I don't know. And this happened, what? 23, 24 years ago, whatever. So it is what it is. I, it happened. <sighs> but uh, by the beginning of October, it was reported that the latest on Triple H is that he isn't expected to make it back by Survivor Series as originally hoped. Now it's looking more like December. Yeah, um, about that. Cool. Problem, they shouldn't Should- even put a label on it, ever. I mean, do I have to queue it up again? So, yeah. It's like a play right now. I saw in the news. They're trying to get video game companies to stop announcing games ahead of time because of all the delays. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe you shouldn't be announcing comebacks either if you don't know. Right. Well, it's it's like movies anymore. Like, I can't remember the last time a movie actually got released when they said it was going to be released. Like, good lord. But uh, don't before, date anything. Just say, hey, it's coming out in a couple months because we're done with this, that or whatever. Yeah, right. I, I don't know what the deal is anymore with why there are Here's so many the deal, delays okay? on everything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but there are so many delays, like everything, man. Nothing gets released when they say it's going to be released. And I don't understand it. Like maybe these companies are like. They re- they announce these dates thinking, oh, well, I'm going to crack the whip and, you know, make them rush it. It's like, well, clearly it's not working. Like, unless you're doing it yourself. Right. You know? 
Yeah, because th- there are so many games now. Like, I, I, when you're about, like, I'd say two months out, pretty safe usually to announce a release date. Usually. Well, through the power of the internet, too. I'm not saying you don't need to have one, but you don't need to have one. <laughs> People will yeah, see it. Right. Oh, it's coming. Okay, now I know. I, see I saw it on, like, IGN or whatever. Right. Uh, speaking of announced dates, by the way, uh, if ever, anybody goes and checks out either our YouTube or our TikTok, I released a video earlier this month. I'm going to do it every month with uh, the video games coming out that month with their release dates. I'm putting them on there so everybody kind of gets an idea of what's coming up. Kind of crap uh, on the whole conversation we just had, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm doing it the month of. So, I mean, if if it's the month of, I'm, I'm assuming it's safe. It, it could be wrong, but, you know, if if you're announcing, like, oh, it's coming out in, like, two weeks. It's like, I'll believe that. If you say, oh, it's coming out at the end of the year, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little bit more I don't more believe it until I see that it says game, insert, insert game name here, has gone gold. Well, that's why so many people have given up on pre-orders now. They're like, I pre-order it, and then I might not even get it. Yep. So, I've heard that from a from a few people that used to pre-order damn near everything, and now they just they've given up. Well, pre-ordering is kind of dead anyway. It means you can download any game you want. Right, and you can pre-order slash pay on like you know xbox or playstation or whatever but i mean it's not like they're gonna run out so what's the point you can even preload now too like have it on your hard drive before it's released oh yeah that's true before the uh, no mercy pay-per-view triple h worked out in a ring for the first time since his injury he's currently looking for december for his return commercials for the december vengeance pay-per-view now in the archives have already been uh, have already been made and are built around Triple H. That bites them right in the ass when it turns out that Triple H isn't quite ready at the time for the pay per view after they built the entire marketing campaign around him. And yeah, what I don't get is like he returned and just did an in ring promo. What was he going to do at Vengeance? Yeah, right. Like no one's ever mentioned that. Yeah, it's like I know he was thinking he was going to be good to go by that point, but it's like, I don't know. And there's a couple of schools of thought about that that we'll talk about here in a bit. But yeah, it's like it's literally him leaning on a sledgehammer on the poster for the event. All the um, like the transitions and whatever had a sledgehammer smash in the screen. It was all about Triple H. So it was just weird when he wasn't there. It's not like the promote. I mean, there have been a few other pay-per-views since then with guys on the poster that were not there. But it wasn't like. If you look at the fine print, you know, that fine print says. Yeah, I know. Card subject to change. But it's just it's it's a little weird when it's all built around one person and then like, you know. But either way, Kurt Angle. Lita, Trish Stratus, Big Show, Booker T, William Regal, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon taped an episode of The Weakest Link in late October, and it will air in mid-November on NBC. Do you remember William Regal for that either, by the way? You say what? There was no bias in this for Regal in that, by the way, from the host. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Well, obviously you remember the show. 
if nobody remembers the weakest link, go look it up, Google it, whatever. That was a popular thing. Like before meme culture took off, that was a, it's kind of a popular meme thing that, you know, people would always use that. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> and that, that woman was very abrasive. I think there was an I episode. S- of- I swear. I mean, you couldn't, Rodney Dangerfield couldn't make her smile, dude. Yeah. Right. As uh, I, and she was so uptight. You couldn't have got a pin between her butt cheeks with a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. You said that. <laughs> oh man. Did uh, we recently bring that back for a one shot. What the weakest link? Yeah, I I don't remember, but I know nowadays they dig everything up. Then, yeah, right. I think there was an episode of Doctor Who where they had uh, the the actual host of the show voiced a robot version of herself, which you know, same same. (laughs) But yeah, it was an episode of Doctor Who. I was like, Mother of God, the show is everywhere at this time. But uh, uh, plus the the host was British, so of course she's got to be on Doctor Who. But Triple H and Stephanie ended up being the last two remaining, with Triple H winning in the end. During a commercial break, someone someone asked Regal about his match on WCW Nitro where he embarrassed Goldberg, which led Triple H to chime in that embarrassing Goldberg isn't hard to do. Good lord. Damn. Ironically, they'd have a few in a couple of years. Right? Uh, some sour grapes there from trips, man. <laughs> like, uh, I, I heard there was a lot, uh, a lot of that during this time. They said, like, the two people in particular that were real red-assed about WCW was were Triple H and The Undertaker because they took the feud, like, very seriously. And I guess there was Not an rock, huh? Uh, they probably didn't give a damn because they were whooping their ass every week. <laughs> and they knew they were the ratings getters. But I guess there was a time where... They the X wasn't? Un- well, yeah, that, that was another one. But I guess there was a time... They, they said Undertaker was just like kind of crappy to most of them. He wasn't really a big fan of most of those guys. Uh, and then they said there was a time where they kind of stuck to themselves and... Uh, it was Jindrak and Palumbo, I think, were eating alone at a table and kind of keeping to themselves. And Triple H made some big sarcastic uh, production out of going over and introducing himself and whatever and making him look like an ass. And This is why Jindrak wasn't in Evolution. Got it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, hey, I have a Jacks figure, Mark Jindrak. So there you go. Why? No, Greg, the question is why not? Why don't you have one? Because they don't have a Mattel. Oh, well, that's true. But he was the, the reflection of perfection. Come on, man. Anyway, <laughs> there's been talks of Triple H returning to Raw after Survivor Series. But as of right now, Vince McMahon is said to be against the idea since Triple H still isn't quite ready to wrestle yet. If he doesn't return next week, then the plan is still for him to return sometime in December or January. And they just January. Right. They just keep pushing and pushing. uh, Maybe this time. Uh, Maybe that time. (laughs) Like he'll show up when he shows up, man. 
Do you remember that episode of Friends where Joey was on Law and Order and his grandma was over to watch it? Yes. She kept asking, when did you see? Oh, soon, soon. It's coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lady's coming back soon. Yeah, it's it's, it's on the horizon. It's coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, after this next commercial break. He'll be back. But due to the advice of Dr. James Andrews, it looks like Triple H won't be returning to the ring until January. The marketing for the December pay-per-view is all built around Triple H, and it's too late to change it now. There's a chance that he might appear and do an angle, but he most definitely won't be wrestling until next month at the earliest. He has been living in Birmingham, and they sent a ring down there for him to train in. He's said to feel really great and is ready to go as soon as they let him. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I was like, if I would have known about wrestling that I know now, I would have looked at the calendar and said, yep, Madison Square Garden's come back then. You yeah, might have called right. that like a, like a month or two out. <laughs> yeah. Well, by mid-December, we get the word that Triple H is expected to finally return in January. The advertising for the entire Janu- uh, Vengeance pay-per-view show was all built around Triple H. Posters and commercials with him were made and sent out months ago back when they thought that he would be back by now. but It's kind of ironic, by the way, they built that show around him, but then they became something bigger because it was the unification of the titles. Yeah, right. As like, much as uh, I love Triple H, I believe that was a little bit bigger. Right. It was the biggest night in uh, Chris Jericho's career, that's for damn sure. And if you, didn't, if you didn't know, it's the night that he beat The Rock in Austin in the same night. Casey I never even yet. did that. Yeah, right. He he doesn't talk about it enough. He needs to mention it more. Like, I don't think he gets enough play with that. <laughs> God. But uh, like now saying, the archives, no, I beat the, the uh, I beat the twenty nine Yankees and the the fifty seven Yankees in the same night, the same back to back game. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Triple H was never actually mentioned on the show, although there was some debate over that. Many in the company felt that he should have at least made an appearance since he was all over the promotional material for it, and there was a concern that they would be criticized for false advertising. But ultimately, Vince McMahon decided against it. Well, is it false advertising if they just show pictures? They don't ever say he'll be there. Right. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing saying he will be there. Never once. Yeah, they never once mentioned him, you know, that he would be there or anything like that. So it's not really false advertising. Right. Look, we just showed his picture. It's your fault for, you know, thinking that he was that many was going to be here. This meant that we like the way he looks. So we put him on the poster. There you go. But uh, either way, ultimately, Vince McMahon decided against it. And now it's expected that Triple H will return on TV sometime next month. And his first match back will be at the Royal Rumble. It was. That wouldn't even happen. It would be on SmackDown. Oh, I yeah, believe it was a tag match. Oh, OK. Play a- <laughs> Uh, considering TV commercials had been running for months in San Diego promoting his return, Uncle Dave thinks Screw it the should Chargers. have been... <laughs> Sorry. Uncle... Uh, Uncle Dave thinks that he should have at least made an appearance because people in the arena damn sure expected him. And, like... You got three I mean, I mean, world title matches on one night. That wasn't right. enough for you? Yeah, they saw... They literally saw history being made. I, I'm, I think they were okay. Oh, man. Well, but Triple H didn't return, so the night was ruined. I think that's in the archives, by the way, right? Yes. Now in the archives, we cover that show. It, Everything it we're talking show. about, we cover in that show, too, I believe. 
Right. Yeah, it was a it was a good show. I I enjoyed watching it. The obviously history was made, so you know, good stuff. Uh, let's take another break right here, so that when we come back, we can kind of wrap stuff up and get into his actual return right after this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, The mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way it? back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T hey, hey, It's alright Good on you yeah. Instagram also At the Broadcast Podcast Remember we don't Spell it with a C We spell it with a K Sorry mate Take it easy main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back time to dive into uh transitioning from 2001 into 2002 here so rick flair and triple h high school uh (laughs) Triple H and Ric Flair have been training together since Triple H is getting ready to return and Flair is training to get back into shape for a return to active wrestling. Speaking of which, Triple H... Wow, I didn't even realize that's the same year. Same show. Oh, he popped up in the same show. Well, Flair comes out of retirement at the Royal Rumble, technically, when he faces Mystic Man. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because doesn't he f- make his first appearance when he comes out and announces he's, like, co-owner of the WWE? Yeah, that's the night after the Survivor Series. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and, uh, apparently they had to coax him into wrestling again because, uh, so I mean, now... Vince McMahon. <laughs> right. But he said, 
I guess at the time he was like, well, last time I wrestled, I, you know, I wore a t-shirt. I'm out of shape. I'm not the same as I used to be. I'm sorry. You said they had a Coke's flare in wrestling. Yeah. And now they can't stop him from doing it. I know. I was about to mention that. It's like, now you can't get him the hell out of the ring. It's like, dude, go home. Like get a rocking chair, you know, uh, eat oatmeal and tell your grandkids stories about when pop pop used to get in the ring and strut his stuff. And show his ass. Exactly. I I got a memo from Spike TV telling me to quit getting naked and bleeding all over the place. <laughs> One time I threw, a, I, I couldn't find my watch. Come to find out. Why the hell does he sound like Hank Hill? I, I don't know. <laughs> Thinking of an old man voice. I couldn't find my watch one morning and asked the girl in bed next to me what happened to it. She said I threw it into a bowl of spaghetti and said I got five more of these at home. Apparently, that's a real story, by the way. He couldn't find his Rolex one morning, and he got, like, blackout drunk the night before, and he asked the two women he was with, he's like, what the hell happened to my watch? He said, oh, you don't remember? He threw it into a bowl of marinara sauce. was like, I got five more of these at home. I'm God. I'm God. Yeah. God up there. God down here. God. (laughs) Freaking psychopath, man. Ah, Ric Flair's one of a kind. Thank God. I don't think the world could handle more than one of him. Did I send you? Uh, was it, You sent me that meme, right? Yeah, you did. Yesterday. Uh, which which one? I forget. The one where he stands with oh. his brothers in the black community? Yes. <laughs> like, why would you say this, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you just come out and be like, uh, stewardess, I speak jive. Because cool. Shawn Michaels already did that. Yeah, right. Gotta stay original, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's where they got the inspiration from. I speak jive. Yeah, good lord. Uh, I'm I'm good pals with Jay Lethal. Woo, dude. He's he's uh something else. But psychopath. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, getting back to this though. Speaking of which, Triple H appeared on Mad TV. Uncle Dave hasn't seen it. But from what he heard, about 15% of the live audience were super into it and reacted big to everything that he did, while the other 85% had no clue who the hell he was. I don't really? believe that. 85% of that crowd had no idea. Like, come on. I don't believe that. Wrestling was still fairly big time during this like time right here. So, I, yeah. Whatever. Either way, uh, previously, it was said to be almost a certainty that WWF would be splitting the rosters and doing a brand split on the January 7th edition of Raw. Well, once again, or you got that, you got that, you got that uh, line ready. Yep. Audio. (laughs) Yeah, about that. (laughs) But uh, once again, that's looking to be in doubt. The company is wavering on whether to do it uh, then or delay it again. And Vince McMahon has reportedly changed his mind on it a million times, which I can totally buy, given everything we've heard about how he does things. But that Raw is going to be in Madison Square Garden, and Triple H is expected to make his return on that show. Uh, To which I gotta cue this up. That is correct. (laughs) Had to hit it at least once. But... All in all, Triple H was on the shelf for over eight 
months and completely missed the invasion angle. No, no. When you say missed, can you break that down a little bit? Uh, he wasn't there. I mean, like, did he did he miss it? Like, oh, or was it like a bullet that he missed? Uh, yes. Yeah. See, you got to be specific. Your semantics. Well, like, hey, like I said before, he probably was upset that he wasn't there. He's like, man, I could have buried DDP. I could have. <laughs> Hell no, that's a good friend. I, I don't think you're right there. Uh, well, okay. He's like, you know what, Taker? I'll let you do this one. <laughs> you can have the honors on this one. You can bury him for me. To be fair, DDP was buried before the whole thing really even started. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? First you make him a stalker. You just squatted over him and crapped around his face. I mean, that was messed up. I know. You take one of the most over guys... From the last, I don't know how many years of WCW, like three, four years. And you bring him in, you're like, you're going to be a stalker and creeping on The Undertaker's wife. Like, dude, have you seen DDP's wife? I don't think he's going to creep on Sarah. He's already hey. uh, out kicking his coverage, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> good grief. But then... It's like, well, first that, and then he's a motivational speaker. And they can say all that crap. That was legit, I believe. Yeah, I know. They can say all that crap about, well, that's more true to life or whatever. Like, who cares? Like, the gimmick's lame. Like, look, everything he was doing in WCW, did anybody see that? Anybody at all? Do that. (laughs) I don't care if you got to put him back in blue jeans. Just good Lord. Blue jeans and uh, rib tape. Yeah, exactly. Somebody needs to injure his ribs, either kayfabe or real. You need to tape him up and uh, go back out there, walk through the crowd, all that stuff. But man, just him and the fact that uh, The Rock looked, you know, first night in, The Rock looked at Booker T right in the face and went, who the hell are you? <laughs> and they lost Sting. Yep. Yep, for anybody who doesn't know, Sting said that was the moment. When he saw that, that was the moment where he went, yeah, I'm not going there. They're going to bury me. Which, I mean, you can't blame him for thinking that after seeing this stuff. But, on the flip side, he goes to TNA and does uh, all that. So, <clears throat> Ironically, I think he was better off going to TNA. You never really say that. <laughs> right. And I don't think he lost out on any money because, as far as I know, Spike TV was paying him fairly well. So, and he was getting offers, like he was fielding offers from WWE. So obviously, Spike TV was paying him enough to be comfortable. Plus, there's something to be said about you know he he could go down to Florida, uh, you know, do like two days worth of tapings and then go home for the for the next two weeks and chill. Get a good get a good tan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that that Starcane made event in Tan, man. He's gotta he's gotta get that going. Otherwise, what the hell good is he to them? <laughs> you know, it's funny we give Meltzer crap about his uh, comments on people's bodies, but and Bischoff and that Tan or or, or uh, Matt Morgan's hair, it's God. right up there with patheticness, dude. Yep. How can I take a gigantic man seriously with a buzz cut? Like, shut the f up. <laughs> like, like what? 
And then, ah, uh, yeah, you know, the dude who wears all black and, a, and paints his face, wears a trench coat, sits up in the damn rafters in the dark. Yeah, you know, he's not tan enough. Like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I love Bischoff, and I defend most things that he says and does, but there's, what defense is there for that, man? He, he crapped on the main event of the biggest show they ever had because Sting wasn't tan enough. God, I just, I don't even know what to say about that. If you, if you notice, Conrad has never let that go. Nope. He brought it up. Nor should uh, he. Brought it up a few weeks ago, if I remember correctly. He started yelling at him again. And Bischoff still, he's like, you don't get it. It's like, no, nobody gets it. <laughs> like, the only people that, quote, get it are you and Hogan. And, and Matt Cardona. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So finally getting to the moment of truth here. Triple H made his long awaited return to the WWF on the January 7th, 2002 edition of Raw. He actually worked three house shows before this, uh, but he made his. Wow, that's official... kind of news to me. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's can you imagine him coming out at a house show and people just lose their effing mind? Added value, uh, he, bro. Exactly. Well, it's like when I saw uh, Starcade here at WWE Starcade uh, here in Cincinnati. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was down in Cincinnati. Not uh, not too many years ago, two three years ago, and uh, it was when Bray Wyatt was out. I know, shocker, he was out. You know, for an extended period of time, <laughs> but there was like no talks of his return. Uh, nobody knew what the hell was going on. And then he just randomly comes out and wrestles a match at Starcade, And everybody was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, where have you been? But either way, uh, this was his first official TV uh, appearance on Raw at Madison Square Garden. And he had an enormous pop. I remember it was just like, I, I watched it live. and It was effing just deafening, even through your TV. Triple H tore his quad, as we know, back in May of 2001. And it's been out ever since. And the ovation for his return blew the roof off of MSG. It's literally exploding. <laughs> of, of course, he beat up Kurt Angle, and that was that. Trip. Oh God, uh, Triple H was much bigger, and then when he left, and Uncle Dave says, given the seriousness of his quad injury, bulking up that huge may make him more injury prone, not less and may hamper his in-ring ability. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, hampering his in-ring ability? No. I, and I wouldn't necessarily call him injury-prone, but he did suffer quite a few, like... Another torn injuries. quad? Was one of them? <laughs> yeah, he suffered a couple torn quads. There was that where he pulled his groin. Um, I want to say there was one or two other. E either way, I mean, he wrestled through some of them. Not the quad obviously but maybe there's something to it i don't know but still either way triple h went on to win the royal rumble on january 20th receiving the undisputed wwf championship match on march 17th at WrestleMania x god dang it pal uh, but he received that match on the march 17th wrestlemania x8 now in the ironically against the guy he hit when he tore his quad <laughs> yeah right it all comes full circle man 
but where Triple H defeated Chris Jericho for the undisputed WWF Championship in uh, oh, and you can say this about a few manias, but this may go down in history as the biggest. Why is this the main event match in all of WrestleMania? <laughs> well, maybe not the biggest. I would say maybe Hogan versus Sid at WrestleMania eight. That's another one that's up there. But yeah, either way, that uh, that wraps. You know it up, why man. Hogan closed the show? Because that was his last match. That was oh, another wow. thing. Because uh, Hogan must pose, pal. Hogan and Warrior must pose. Ah, uh, well, of course. My God, it's the Ultimate Warrior back to screw us out of more money. I mean, uh, he's back. That's the only saving grace of that match being the closing at WrestleMania is Warrior returning. I think. Yeah. Then uh, the archives. Yeah. Uh, yes. I feel like we did that uh, one. We did. Yes. Uh, now in the archives, WrestleMania eight. We did that this past WrestleMania season. Now closed Hoosier Dome. Hoosier Dome? Who's your dome? dome, Hoosier Dome, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your dome? What was the Hoosier Dome at the time, though? Right. Oh, yeah, I remember. How many domes <laughs> can uh, uh, Hogan confuse? Because there was a, the Silver Dome, the Super Dome, the Hoosier Dome, brother. Sky Dome. Yeah, all oh, the Sky Dome, yeah. He sold them all out. 100,000 people hanging from the rafters. Seven stars, Tokyo Dome. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever wrestled in the Tokyo Dome, actually. I think he has. I want to say yes. I don't know. If I can't sure. imagine he hasn't. Yeah, right. And I know he was in New Japan for a little while. He made some appearances there. Uh, he actually he had a, got a seven-star match. <laughs> right. He actually worked a really good match against the Great Muda, which I think is uh, available on YouTube if anybody cares to look it up. It's one of my favorite Hogan matches, actually, especially from that era. Him and uh, him and Muda had a had a good encounter. Wrestled another guy too. It's been there before. Um, is it Tenru? Uh, I want to say yes. Tenru. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I, I think that I think uh, that that is correct. But yeah, uh, look that up. He, he did some cool stuff in Japan, actually. So it was right before he went to WCW. So it was uh, in that transition period. And I know because he had Jimmy Hart with him. And I thought it was hilarious that he comes out with Jimmy Hart waving the American flag, playing real, you know, I think he was coming out to real American or whatever. And the Japanese crowd is losing their mind for him. <laughs> Almost as ironic as Montreal. I know. It's like, well, then, uh, didn't expect that, but. Alrighty then. But either way, that does it for this b -b -b bonus episode. Uh, our first bonus episode of January. Uh, by the way, thank you all for uh, sticking with us as long as you have on the podcast. We, uh, we're entering into another calendar year, man. Uh, been we're, we're closing in on three years of podcasting. How about that? That means we're closing in on three years of COVID. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, well, you know what they say, Greg. Three years to slow the spread. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we're getting, uh, we're closing out the month next week on uh, Wednesday, January 25th. 
we're actually going to bring you WWF Royal Rumble 1997. This is ironically, also, yep, this is also going to be in the Alamo Dome, in San Antonio. So this is Shawn Michaels' big triumphant moment. He takes on Sid for the WWF title in the main event. Uh, we've got some AAA wrestlers in the uh, are on the show in the Royal Rumble match. A little controversy too. Yeah. Sure we'll talk about. Right. There is a certain uh, a, a certain AAA legend who uh, let's just say he he does no yab. So they had to figure out how the hell were they going to get him out of the Royal Rumble without having him being tossed. So how do you consider being eliminated from the Royal Rumble a job? I know it's like, dude, you're getting thrown over the top rope. It's I, I'm sure it's not going to hurt your effing. I guess it all power. comes down to the fact that he didn't win. Yep, pretty much. And I get it. You're over like Jesus in church. I get it in Mexico. But <laughs> Good Lord. I just well, he is. Yeah. Well, freaking uh, Mick Foley said he was all excited to work with him uh, in in WCW when he came in until he actually got a chance to talk to him. And then he's like, God dang it. I have to face this guy. And he said, and then the matches weren't all that good because he was like so afraid of hurting himself. Why is this guy a legend? Yeah, right. It's like, so I assume you put in some effort at some point in your career and then you got over and you quit putting in effort. I, I, it's just an assumption. But either way, that is coming up next week, or next Wednesday, rather. Uh, Royal Rumble 97. It's going to be good! Good! And in February, we're not going to tell you everything that we're going to go through, but we've got a little NWA, ECW, WCW, WWF, TNA. We're literally hitting them all. So, February is going to... Yeah, Hell yeah. Uh, but we're running the gambit in uh, in January, or excuse me, in February. So I think you'll all be pleased with uh, the variety. Uh, thank you all for checking out the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom shows, by the way. We were trying something new, and I appreciate that we got some good listenership out of it, actually. So uh, Wrestle Kingdom 8 is actually our most listened to brand new podcast. Like in the first week of its release, it was listened to more than any other show in its first week. Is that the one so, where we had Kyle on? It is. So shout out to Kyle from Apron Bump Podcast. Uh, I He does some great stuff on his show. He added a lot to the uh, to the Wrestle Kingdom show. I thought we were... Uh, uh, I, I thought I feel like we worked well as a, as a trio. So I like that. We don't normally have repeat and three-peat guests, but... He gets our humor. Sure. That's why I liked him. Right. I'm sure he'll be back on the show at some point. I always like to, at least once or twice a year, we like to shake it up and have a guest. You know, not just Greg and I, but we'll see. But for now, that does it for this. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all on Wednesday, January 25th, just a few days before this Royal Rumble. And we're going to bring you Royal Rumble 1997.